Welcome to our daily inspiration podcast. Inspire Church has been walking through a 30-day journey as we reorient our lives to life-giving practices that help us abide in Christ. The rhythm that we will be learning about this week is on a topic of generosity. As you get inspired and encouraged to be a person of giving, we invite you to head to inspirechurches.com to partner with us as we reach our 25 for 25 matching grant so that as a church, we can practice the beautiful gift of giving. The most generous thing that's ever happened to me is getting my parents as my parents. My parents are the most generous people I know and have been there for me in more ways than one. Physically, financially, emotionally, you name it. My parents are relentlessly generous, not only to the people in their lives, but even to strangers. I'm humbled by their generosity and am constantly reminded of how blessed I am, but also how I can be better. The most generous thing that has happened to me before would probably be when a friend of mine opened up his home to me and offered me a place to live when I was in a bind and allowed me to stay there rent-free for basically a month until I can find a, a place of my own. The most generous thing that ever happened to me was when I got in a bad car accident in high school and it was my fault. And my dad rode with me in the tow truck to the body shop to drop my car off. It was damaged pretty bad. And he put his arm around me, told me he loved me. He said that this one's on him and he's gonna pay for it for me. And then when he was filling out the paperwork at the key drop to say what needed to be done on the car, he wrote tiny scratch on the hood even though the whole hood was completely crumbled. Love those examples of generosity. That is a super cool, super great way to start the tone of what we're talking about today. You're probably out there thinking of a time, an example where someone was generous to you, tying personal connections to your definitions. That's what today is about. Let's lock in. We're gonna be here for about, you know, eight to 12 minutes, 15 maybe. But I love those examples. I, I, I like where we're going with this. Um, hopefully, you're starting to spin a little bit. Um, your, your brain is working because this is a two-way street today. You know, this is me kind of sharing generosity, but I want there to be some self-evaluation going on about generosity. Generous, generous. What a crazy word. I like the way it sounds, though, you know, when someone's like, man, you are generous, I mean, we all have that one friend, right? We, um, who's like, you know, on a whole other level when it comes to being generous. Like, this isn't like the nice person, like, oh, you're, you know, you're super nice or not even like you're the really nice person. No, like when someone says you're generous, it carries this whole other level of prestige, doesn't it? Y you know what I'm talking about. My name is Jeff, and today we're talking, as you guessed it, about generosity. I'm so excited to spend these next few minutes with you. If you're wondering, who the heck is this energy coming out of my speakers right now? <laughs> I'm a member at Inspired Church. I've been a member since, I believe, day one. One of Pastor Phil's friends, his brothers, since he was like 35 and I was 17. 
<laughs> nah, man, I'm messing with you. But there's definitely an age gap, okay? Uh, kidding. I'm kidding, Phil. I love this church, man. I've been serving here. I love serving there. Um, love speaking Jesus to the community there in Union City where I was born and raised. It's such an honor to sit here in this moment and share. But before we get all up into it, let me, let's hear from, uh, this is my guy Keikoa on another moment about generosity. The most generous thing that's ever happened to me was when my fiance and I were having dinner at Zippy's Hawaii Kai and we got the bill and there was no bill because a couple from afar spotted us and saw us drinking milkshakes and eating fries and having a good time and laughing and being in love. And they told our server, that's what true love is. And they paid for our bill. So that was the most generous thing that's ever happened to me. What I like about that example of generosity is a, it's a personal connection, right? A lasting moment when we can all think of that moment that had like this personal impact on us uh, about generosity. And, and that's where we're going today. That's where we're going to break it down. And a couple things, the hors d'oeuvre before the meal, kind of setting some context. Generosity is not these three things. Number one, generosity is not giving. <laughs> Like, right, we're all pumping the brakes. What do you, t what? What? Jeff? Like, you bro, talk about you generous about, giving man? every Sunday. What do you mean generosity is not giving? Well, I'm going to get there in a second. Number two, generosity is not easy. Heck no. Generosity is hard, man. It's a hard thing. Number three, generosity is not normal. It is very uncommon to find generosity in today's world. Let's talk about it. Let's go back to number one, though. You know, I'm going to be really honest with you. You guys be really honest with me as you talking to yourself, kind of going through your thoughts there. Uh, you know, it's generosity is hard to find today. Like true generosity. Like let's dive into that. So let's let's go to generosity versus giving for a second. Um, I think this is going to set the paradigm of this conversation you and I are having. Uh, so in context, what we're talking about today is generosity is what happens when there is no concern of not having enough and living in complete understanding that we are in this state of abundance versus uh, in contrast to giving, uh, like giving is when I actually have the means to give. I've got a hundred bucks in my bank um, groceries are $80. My Starbucks is five. That's what 85. So, uh, let me go to Mickey D's, get that two for four with some tax that puts me at 90. Let me keep five. So I got five on it. And now I got five left, which is now the opportunity for me to give this leftover five to the homeless homie at Seven Eleven with the legit cardboard sign and a great smile. Giving is possible because you yourself have defined the means to which you are capable of giving. Right, we all just did the math there. But generosity says this, let me give you what you need, not based on what I have, but based on understanding I already have more than enough of what I need. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, that is what I want to talk about today. But Jeff, Jeff, wait, let let me hold hold up, brother. How can you already have more than what you need? If you go out and give more than what you have, uh, think about that for a second, say it five times. Well, the answer is because I have an understanding of generosity within the biblical context of what God has given me and what God would define as generous. 
not on the definition of what the world would like you to believe. Man, pause. Let me catch my breath. That was a lot. Um, but shout out real quick to Bible Project that really broke this down for me. And so let me share it with you all. Today we are going to be going through three things with like the eight minutes or so that I have left on what generosity is how generosity is demonstrated biblically and last how can i be more generous so i heard this example and it was broken down best this way like have you ever been to a party and everybody raises their hand right <laughs> and it literally had all the things you could think of that you wanted or needed like you walk in and boom sir can i take your coat right i don't know why that was in a weird accent but you know what i mean like fancy you walk in, you walk past the foyer, and you're hit with some appetizers. But like not just any kind of appetizers, but you got meat appetizers, you got vegetable appetizers, hot ones, cold ones, and then right behind you comes another waiter with a napkin because the appetizers that you just touched got your hands all greasy. I mean, this is the kind of party where the host is not just a good host, but a great host. A host where you as a guest don't have to worry about your needs and you could just enjoy yourself man you could kick your legs up you can you could just relax nothing's on your mind because all of your needs are taken care of and met and point number 1 this is generosity and this is what we find as a picture of the world in the bible let's break it down see creation is an expression of god's generous love and he is this host. We are his guests in a world of opportunity and abundance. And as and uh, we as guests are called to keep the party going to spread the goodness of everything he provides for us. All of our needs are met through him. Uh, but Jeff, this isn't quite how we experience the world, is it? No, it is absolutely not. I mean, let's think about it. What does the world look like today? Um... Instead, a majority of what we see is like actually people feeling like there's not enough. Like there's actually not much, man. Uh, call this scarcity. Call it a struggle. Call it a whack party where you show up and you should have ate before. There's only five chicken wings on the table and there's like 20 people here already. You know, it's, uh, it's totally different in what we experience today. Jesus grew up in that world too. I mean, military occupa occupation people losing their land and losing their families. However, in the midst of that, we see Jesus who also preached things like, you know, go look at the birds. They do not store up food. The wildflowers are beautiful and abundant, and we all should live that way. That's how we that's how that's how he lived and what he talked about. And although Jesus did experience this world in his own kind of poverty, uh, he viewed life through the Hebrew scripture like the guy was in tune with what the Bible said and the Bible says that that scarcity that we're experiencing right that messed up party this is the lack of and the problem because not of the lack of resources but this lack of mindset that God cannot be trusted I don't think that made sense so let me just rephrase it rephrase that was me rewinding uh 
because of the lack of it's not because of the lack of resources that we have but that our mindset is that god cannot be trusted that is why the world experiences that and when god cannot be trusted we begin to live in this world and we start to begin to think that we need to take matters into my own hands like let me take control jesus i got the will you know not jesus grab the will like let me take the will you know the enemy is a deceiver he's a liar a big fat old liar and if we can get and if he could get you to believe that there is not enough then we begin to think that we can justify the means to take care of me myself and i before anyone else i mean doesn't this sound like the world we live in today me 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 what is mine let me go get that i gotta do this i gotta protect this this is the kind of mindset that only results in things that are opposite of generosity which is envy violence in a world in which it seems there is not enough okay so with like the four minutes or so i have left let me bring this thing home within biblical context then how does how is how was generosity demonstrated uh, let's be very clear god wants us to experience his generosity so what does he do uh, he chooses one people, the family of Abraham. He promised to give them abundance that he wants for everybody else. Through him and his descendants, he will provide what they need, everything. They, they got a lockdown. And all they have to do is trust God. And through them, the world will see how our God, the great host, how generous he really is. But everybody opens their Bible and turns to the Old Testament and knows that's not what ha happened, right? <laughs> nope. No, it's not. So what happens? Well, these Israelites enter into a beautiful promised land, and little by little, they begin to forget how they got there, who gave them that, and how he is providing for them. And before we know it, they start acting like they got there on their own, that this experience is theirs and thems, you know? And now that we're here on our own, there isn't actually enough, which leads to what? Leads to war self-destruction but we have a good god man so after we strike out on that first opportunity god sends another great gift he doesn't give up and this gift is different he sends himself in human form in the life of jesus and what is really awesome about this you know we get someone who's like us emotional has flesh mood swings bleeds the same blood i mean you get the picture we see and notice though that jesus jesus lives this conviction that there is enough examples five loaves of bread two fish five thousand people uh quotes like man shall not live on bread alone you see jesus remembers who the host is and where the abundance comes from he lives this amazing life that is sacrificial and even generous towards his enemies. Like he was all about loving on his enemies. That'll preach in its own separate podcast. Tune in five weeks from now. But he preaches about giving everything, asking his followers to trust in God's abundance like he has done, saying things like sell your possessions and give to the poor. Don't worry about life. He lives the greatest example of generosity by giving everything he has, including 
his own life just so that we can have more which is point number three parking this beautiful whip in the driveway how can we be more generous well Jesus is asking that we live differently in a world that is me myself and I he is asking we live for they them and others trusting on God's goodness and love and living generously I mean let's be honest living generously does not mean life will go well let's look back to Jesus Jesus was betrayed by his friends he suffered knew that people would take advantage of his generosity I mean not everything is going to be easy Jesus understands that this world is constantly a deceptive trap for us to fall into to believe that there is not enough and that lie I mean that lie needs to be defeated the great news is though some would say the great news <laughs> the great news is that it has when Jesus gave us the gift of his life that life of not having enough I mean that lie of not having enough that lie was defeated it was won. It was victorious right then and there see Jesus's death was the ultimate expression of God's generous love God's love can turn death into life can turn scarcity into abundance fear into hope and this is how we can be more generous we have to act like the real party has begun Jesus is calling calling that's a that's a mixture of calling and following in case you're wondering Jesus is calling his followers to live a life like we are at the party with the exponential host this is the kingdom of God our invitation to this party is another great gift the personal presence of God's own spirit in our lives so you might be asking yourself well I mean I can't just be generous overnight right this is where the Spirit teaches us to trust the generosity of the host like Jesus did see when we believe there is enough you start seeing opportunities you start seeing things differently generosity is everywhere with or without money you could be generous with your time you could be generous with your attention your work your life one of the most important ways we can experience the abundance of God's new creation is sharing it with others because our trust is that God is the generous host and that my friends is generosity to everyone who has tuned in this is your chance to live out a life of generosity even now Go ahead and head over to our website at inspirechurches.com and be part of our 25 for 25 matching grant. We are so excited to have this opportunity so we can build God's church together and be a light in our community. Well, thank you for listening and may these life-giving practices go beyond our 30-day journey as we become a people who abide in